What's up, boys and girls? You know who this is. It's the UVet podcast. Pah. <laughs> this is not a UVet podcast at all, is it? Turin Giants podcast. Yes, I'm not going to cut this out because this is part of history. The fact that we're still repeating UVet podcast it just means so much to me. Uh, this is the rebranded Turin Giants podcast, number 149. I know I told you guys in the last, po- last podcast that it wasn't 149, but it is, in fact, today. My name is Farhad. I'm your host, and I'm joined by my Two powerful co-hosts, Giovanni and Sam. Welcome, my dudes. What's Thank up? you, man. Cheers, cheers, Farhad. It's it's we, we can still refer to it as the unofficial UVet podcast. We just can't write it. We just can't write it. Hey, anymore. man, I don't this have is, money for yeah. lawyers, so let's just let's just be respectful to J Corp organization. Um, I'm pretty stubborn. I'm pretty stubborn. I could I could <laughs> I could I could fight any issue. I'll debate anything, man. I could I could represent us. Well, I'm, Sam I'm sure I'm is, sure I'm sure Mr. Agnelli will be very reasonable. Oh, I don't know about that, man. He's an all-powerful, all, all hell, Mr. Agnelli. Anyways, um, Sam is of course part of Calcio Podcast. That's where I, that's where I snatched him from. He's part of. He's on loan. He's still on loan. If you guys send me some Venmo money, maybe we can buy him outright. Option, you know, option, and, option, and like, option, option to buy. Option to buy. Like four, we'll see. Four we'll see how I perform over the next. We'll see how I perform over the next few months. Get at us on Twitter, Instagram at Calcio Podcast. We're on all platforms. Shout out to uh, to my uh, shameless plug. Shameless plug on my pod. Um, how dare you! <laughs> but uh, well, maybe 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 we can give Giovanni a shout out. Also, follow follow Giovanni at Geo Turin Giants on Twitter. He has arrived at last. Very exciting. Welcome to the 21st century, Giovanni. Follow us on Twitter at UVet Podcast, at Turin Giants, which is the page for the merchandise. I would appreciate if you guys follow that. Uh, actually, 550 followers were gained you know, within the last couple of months. I thank you all. Um, the pictures continue to pour in with the, with the Marquisio shirt, so thank you guys for that. Go check them out at TurinGiants.com. Ways to listen to us. Actually, um, uh, Sam, what's your uh, your Twitter? At Calcio Podcast uh, is where you can get at us. Yeah, don't worry. I, I already I already gave it a shameless plug. We're 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 okay. We're gotcha. Go. Also, Instagram at Turin Giants Podcast. That's you know obviously dedicated to the podcast at at Turin Giants, which is just a fun Instagram page and you know having fun with it. Uh, the picture of Suarez holding up a Juve jersey got me like six thousand likes, which is like like just incredible incredible number. So thank you all for joining and following. Um, so also we want to involve you guys more in the show. Um, please send us an email. The email is at, uh, at the email is touring giants podcast at gmail.com. If you have anything interesting to say, any, any, you know, lengthy discussions you want us to get into, please send us a line. Also, if it's something super dumb, I'm going to read it anyway. Uh, just because nobody's, nobody's safe. Um, I want to give a couple of shout outs to uh, Colosimo, Dan- Danny. Everybody knows Danny, everyone's favorite video editor. He, uh, he also started doing the edits, you know, the photo edits, and he is, um, he's reached 10,000 followers on Instagram. So I wanted to give him a shout out. He's such a good, su- such a good dude, man. Like this guy helped me out so much, and I, I, I will never stop giving him shout outs just because he's a, such, a, such a kind person. You don't see that a lot nowadays. Uh, also shout outs to Giuseppe who runs an awesome YouTube page and you guys should check it out. Um, it's at G just Juve. Uh, a lot of people know him. He started a series of, of videos with, with Rocco. Everybody knows on Twitter, everybody follows our favorite uncle Rocco. Uh, he's the Juve historian. And, and so they, they started, a um, a series on YouTube where they, it's called relive the past and they do. Uh, videos about past Juve players. Uh, they did a sh- they did a um, video on Toto Schilacci, which was super educational. It was, it was really informative, and for someone who didn't catch that uh, era of Juve, it was really cool to, cool to you know learn the facts. Um, <laughs> Giovanni is throwing up the fist in approval, big, so go check him out. Up, I- a big thumbs up for Toto Schilacci, who I've only heard stories about. Dude, I watched them live. 
Like I grew yeah. up watching him. He's, oh, he's wow. one of my favorite, man. And Italy 90s is what dreams are made of. Toto Scalacci, man. And when you look at his numbers and everything, like grand scheme of things, he was Beast. the Zaza of the 90s for Juve, right? But boy, oh boy, did, did your heart not beat when Zaza slammed that ball in against Napoli? That's uh-huh. what Scalacci was for us, man. The Toto Scalacci. Just, I, he, he, you know, number one till the end. Forget about it. Look at you. Look at yeah. And, he's, and, he, now, and now, yeah, no, and, and now you can talk about it on Twitter, Joe. Now you can, if you're feeling, if you're feeling nostalgic on morning, now you could just, you could just tweet out about how much you love Toto Scalacci. That's the beautiful. That's yeah, the beautiful I, I, I don't Twitter, know how man. many people that really remember Toto Scalacci and saw him are on Twitter nowadays. I'll be honest. So mm-hmm. we should, but, we should yeah. actually. We should actually do a, speaking of Twitter and old players, we should do some kind of a segment where um, we tweet, tweet stuff out as old, older players in the like biggest moments in history or something. I don't know. Just spitballing here. Always, always coming up with new segments for you guys. Um, so, so before we get into the actual uh, breakdown of the show, which you guys really enjoyed, and I love that, that I heard the the feedback that, you know, giving you guys a little breakdown before the show is really helpful. And, and we'll do that. We'll, we'll keep continuing to do that. Before we get into that, I would like to shout out the top eight countries that listen to us. You guys ready? Giovanni, I, eyes over here, dude. You, you're all into that game. All right. Uh, so we'll start with number eight, which is Norway. Thank you, Norway, for listening to the Turin Giants podcast. Italy, number seven. Come on, man. You got to pick up those numbers, Italy. Die, die, die. Norway, I love the fjords. Ashamed of you. Number six, Denmark. Number five, Saudi Arabia. Very, we're very popular in the Middle East, guys. Um, number four, Sweden. Number three, Australia. I love our Australian Australia, followers. Right. Those guys are nuts, man. They get up at like four a.m. to watch games. That's dedication. And, and you know, you know, and they'll, they'll and this, they would say. Yeah, 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 mate, yeah, mate. We're we're we're, we're, fu- we're fucking crazy cunts over here, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know what's funny? This it's list. A po- it's a positive. It's a positive in Australia. Absolutely no, being, they love being, they love being, being, they love that. <laughs> They're big fans of that word. Um, it, it's so funny because this this uh, SoundCloud breakdown of top ten countries for some reason goes from zero to eleven. It's like the weirdest list. So so. As I was saying, number three is Australia. Number two is United Kingdom. Number one, oh Canada. And, really? Yeah, I guess oh, yeah. you're, 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 you listen, listen, man. You bring in a big name. It's like it's like when it's like when it's like it's like when it's like when uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. It's like when it's like when Pjanic comes to Juve and the Bosnian figure is sore. No, you know? you're you're you are our. Um, uh, Western McKinney, you're you're the you're yeah. the guy who's going to bring in the the Western, the, the the Canadian audience. So we thank you, our our Canadian son. That's a it's a great uh, segue. We'll have to get to Weston McKinney. Is he is he? I would assume he's in the breakdown of the pod, bud. Right? Definitely, definitely. Um, and United States in number one or number zero, as this list, as this weird list says. So on today's episode, today, Thursday, September second. Uh, we're going to talk about Giovanni and his f- fresh fresh start on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I want to hear all about that, how people were, and you know how how you guys treated our old man Gio finally with a Twitter handle. Uh, we're going to look back on the Twitter, the cynical old man with a Twitter handle, just yelling at clouds. Eh, that's 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 that's, that's, a, that's a visual <laughs> he, for you. He's Grandpa Joe from The Simpsons. Um, we're going to talk about. Uh, I wanted to start some. A, a, a historical segment, maybe because Giuseppe inspired me to. Um, so we're gonna look back and 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 I, I posted on Twitter uh, who wants to be our official Turin Giants podcast historian. Uh, our buddy Z, he asked. That's I listen. I respect the, the privacy, and that's what he wanted to be named. Uh, my friend Z, he uh, he has a he will be helping us with a segment today. We have a very special segment dedicated to a legend. Uh, around Juve, uh, we're going to talk about the new signings. I will, I will read um, sentence, uh, you know, little parts of Pirlo interview and how things are going there. We're going to talk about our new coach. Um, 
And that's that's about it. And, you know, we're going to take questions from the audience for Giovanni. Speaking of Giovanni and his Twitter, he posted. Uh, uh, I'm very proud of you, by the way, taking a taking the initiative and asking your followers to send out questions. So you guys are awesome to send him questions. So let's get started with the Turin Giants podcast. Um, I got to tell you guys, I am a terrible speaker. As a reader, I'm sorry. I, I get super nervous when I read in public. So if I stumble, I apologize. So I'm going to read the part that Z sent us. Uh, so this this first segment will be dedicated to Gaetano Shirea. Uh, his anniversary of his death was celebrated yesterday, which is super sad. And many player, many fans, especially the newer fans, don't know the the the, the incredible career that player had and the achievements that you know, maybe five people has, have achieved. We're going to talk about that right now. Um, so he wrote me a beautiful piece. If you guys don't mind, I will, I will go ahead and read it. Uh, Juventus has been led by many legends of the game that are synonymous with the word calcio. So many of them are names also synonymous with that of stalwart def- defense, Buffon, Chiellini, Dinozov, and Cabrini, to name a few. Yet there's perhaps one name that stands at the pinnacle of the mountain of Titans. Gaetano Shirea, recognized as being one of the five players to win all major recognized trophies by UEFA and FIFA, his intelligence, elegance, and pace made him a modern player that continues to be viewed as an example for center backs to follow. Elegance may even be an understatement. In 435 appearances among club and country, he never received a red card and was known for making crucial uh, excuse me, critical, sharp tackles without following his opponents. Accolades from his legendary career include winning Serie A seven times, the 1982 World Cup, the European Cup of 84-85, in which he scored the game-winning goal against Liverpool in the wake of the Hazel uh, Stadium disaster, two Coppa Italians, the Intercontinental Cup of 1985, and several other others. Even when considering all of these things, it could be said that his most outstanding attribute was his uh, character. He was class through and through and was always renowned for his fair play and sportsmanship. Even storied Inter Milan player Giuseppe Bergomi described Chire as loyal, intelligent, and a man of values, an opponent unlike any other. His tragic death in a car accident in 1989 was a collective shock to the world of calcio, Yet his name is forever immortalized by the Juventini at the south stand of the Juventus Stadium, where the Juve Ultras gather on the name on the game days, the Curva Shirea. And among all the players who have epitomized greatness in the back in the black and white, there's only one Il Capitano. I thought this was beautifully said, and I got goosebumps just reading it. Um, what do you guys think? Your thoughts, memories, anything that you want to add? But listed among. He's Sorry, buddy. Among, I, I I we lost your life for a second. Can you repeat no, that? No, I I think no. I think I think it was on mute there for a second. My bad. No. So I I didn't see him play, but he's obviously listed among the greatest, if not Italian footballers of all time, even just even 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 footballers of all time. Um, and certain certainly defenders. He's 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 seen as having been way ahead of his time, which that beautiful that beautiful piece that you just read from alludes to. But I think a lot of people don't really know the extent to which like, his death affected Juventus fans at the time. Because, again, it was only a couple of years after he had finished playing. I think it might have been one or two years after he finished playing. It was ve- he barely got to enjoy retirement and was, in fact, um, working for the club. So he really dedicated his entire existence to, to, to the Bianconeri, which is something that uh, I, I, think, I think is... In, in, in some in some way, it adds to the tragedy of it. You know, the fact the fact that he basically not only did he live such a short life, but it was such a short life that basic where basically he he, dedica- he dedicated his entire his entire his entire existence to service. Yeah, I I, I don't want to compare the tragedies, of course, but I feel like it's it would be similar to what we experience, especially me as a Lakers fan and play, you know i've i've been to lakers games with kobe and i feel like it would be similar to that like the 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 impact yeah, um 
you know, you and I discussed this offline, um, but yes, it is similar because, so I was, I did not watch him play. I was, I was too young to say that, like, whatever I caught, I remembered, you know, because, you know, it was the mid eighties, right? I would have been like three years old. Um, but I do remember vaguely the, the news period in which they made the announcement. And it was very shocking because it's like, yes, it's just like, hearing that Kobe all of a sudden just doing something routine and mundane loses his life. And that's exactly what happened to Shirea. He was back in the day that you didn't have YouTube and videos and real time cloud, you know, transferring of information. You send somebody to go do scouting on the team that you're supposed to play. And then the guy comes back with pictures or information and a summary. That's exactly what he in po- exactly. That's what he was doing in Poland um, against, uh, for, you know, for a team that Juventus was going to play in the Copa UEFA. And, um, you know, at the time, Poland was part of the Eastern Bloc and they were, they were, it was notorious fuel shortages. So it was common practice to have jerry cans in the trunks of cars, right? Just you're driving across Poland, not a lot of. Uh, opportunities to stop and fuel up, you just top it off. What could have been a preventable or maybe like an accident that would not have resulted in severe death, uh, sorry, severe injury or death turned out to become a, a, a massively tragic event. The car caught on fire and everybody in there died. So no, it was, it was shocking. Not the way, not just because of the way it happened and to who it happened. It's just yeah. it's today, yeah. today, everybody's like, Jesus, man, why? Yeah, it, I, it's, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Sam. And, 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 and I remember, I mean, the one thing I do remember, the one memory I have of, of Gaetano Shirea, although I wasn't alive, but the one kind of impression, I guess, that, that, is, that, that is firmly stamped on my brain from when I was a kid was watching highlights of the 1982 World Cup final. So it wasn't Juve, it was, it was, it was international football. So I was watching Yadzuri's triumph um, in what was their last victory before 2006, the one that I saw that made me fall in love with football, et cetera, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I, I remember I would always get goosebumps watching Marco Tardelli's goal, who was also a Juve, a Juve legend, played for us for a good decade in the 70s and 80s. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just, she, just Shirea just ran so far up the pitch uh, and 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 was so was so was so crucial in the build up play with Rossi, um, and uh, with 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 Paolo Rossi and uh, I think Bruno Conti, and uh, yeah I don't know just that's, that, that 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 that's kind of forever etched on 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 my brain. Just it's 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 Rossi, it's Sharia, it's Pagomi, it's Sharia. The 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 they're appealing for offside. Yeah, Sharia, no. It's, all the way across to Marco Tardelli, and then you know the Tardelli mm. cry of his arms outstretched, weeping, and anyway, just yeah. I, just, no, I, I guess in some way, in some way, I'm happy that I had that I have that I have that. I mean, it feels like a moment that I lived. Again, I, I wasn't born until 15 yeah. years later, but no, it feels like I lived the moment. It's it's crazy. Over 450 games, no red cards. I mean, nowadays it's like somebody, somebody like Ramos. That's their mo. That's that's what they're famous for, and. Uh, completely different values, I guess, back in the days. Uh, but I got, you know, I got, I, re- I got two. I got two red cards last year in my season, man. I mean, fuck. Look at you. How did you get your red card? And it's not. It's, it, it wasn't as a center back. But I'm. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not. It's. I'm, it's not as tough a level, and, and it's not as. It, it's the, the forwards I face are not are nowhere near as creative as the ones that uh, Gaetano Shigeo was facing. So it makes it all was the it, more. It, it makes it all the more was, impressive. Man, you don't even let me get an insult, a joke out, man. This guy is a nonstop. I started asking well, you if, I, it's good. if it was it for the haircut, and I, you got interrupted like fifty times. But never mind. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's it's that's, that's rough radio right there. Yeah, I, I got a, got a new haircut, rocking on boats now. But uh, but 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 no, um, no, it wasn't for my hair. Actually, it was it was it was a, it was a bad it was a bad last ditch tackle after I. Uh, after after I insulted someone else on the other team, so I'm I'm a bit of a bastard. Maybe I'm a bit of a hypocrite because because I uh, because I I'm a bit of a prick on the field when I play. Yet yet someone like Luis Suarez coming to U of A is is kind of making my skin crawl. So hmm. it's know. so funny Maybe how I know a couple of people who are sweethearts in real life, but 
playing against them is the worst thing in the world because they will they will turn into the biggest a-holes and you, you do not want to play with them. I have a feeling and we're going to have to revisit your contract, man. I'm not liking what I'm hearing, man, from Mr. Mr. On Loan over here. <laughs> well, All right. Well, um, I, hope you guys, yeah. I, hope, I hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, this segment we will be giving you. And that's not going to be just, you know, historical figures and players. It will be, you know, trivia and this day in history. And thank you, Z, again, for, for reaching out and providing us with this awesome piece. Um, moving on to the next. This is, this is what I'm most excited about. I want to hear about Giovanni's adventures on Twitter. Uh, by the way, if you guys don't follow him, at Geo Turin Giants, uh, please follow him. I promise you he is super nice. He's much nicer on Twitter than in real life. But that's, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, yeah, man. So... Hey, should we should we do the 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 questions that people sent you? Might as uh, well, no. right? Let's let's wait for it towards the end. That way we can all, all have right. a round table and provide like uh like an opinion. But um no uh, experiences. I you know Farhad, you've been beating me over the head to get on. To, I mean, I am on social media, and I'm not a luddite like you know these people like to portray me. I'm also you know not using a walking cane i'm not that old right so, you, you 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 have an instagram account you do have an do. instagram account yeah, but you I have a like, you have a I picture probably. from from 2005 you're, you're playing rugby no it's not that old <laughs> 2015 or something like that but yeah no, i'm not i don't know i I'm, I'm on social media to like follow news and stuff like that so uh yeah but i'm not terribly active just because i feel like people you know tend to just like use that they you know think a screen is uh is a good filter for you to like roll out mouth diarrhea so i try to avoid you know kind of taking part in that stuff but you know if i had insisted that i get a twitter account which i did and um it's been a week now and it's been pretty fun you know everybody's been real nice i they asked me questions, answered them. That's that's probably like the most fun part. Just you know, engaging in conversation with with the followers and the listeners to the podcast. And you know, I I'm gonna be asking questions, so feel free to participate. Again, more than anything, I'm just curious to see what other fans of Juventus have to say and what their passions are. And uh, it's a good way to kind of like share insights from you know, our very own personal experience with something that we really enjoy, which is Juventus. So that's that's kind of what I would like to take out of it and, and what I'd like to give back. So, so far, 100% experience, uh, great experience. No, no complaints. Just wait, just wait until, just wait until, until you dive a little deeper into what I think is called cultural Twitter and you start, and you start seeing what teams, what, what, what fans of other teams are posting. Honest, like I could, I could care less. That I understand, right? That there's that. Uh, I just can't. Wa- I just can't wait. I just can't wait because I be, be because because you're gonna be. I, I know you, man. Like it's all it's all very foreign to you, and you're gonna be like, wait, what is this? Is this how people behave? People people are this argumentative. People are this. People are this I, petty. I, I can't change. But I, I mean, I can't change uh, Inter or Napoli or Milan's fan opinion of Juve. So I'm not going to do that. But. You know, maybe if there's a Juve fan that has a disagree, you know, disagreeing like view with maybe what I say, or if I see something and I may not agree, I can always, you know, try to have a conversation. At the end of the day, like I mean, it's Twitter. Like from what I understand, simple enough, right? You say something, I say something. We can we can agree, we can disagree, but it's just like a conversation. Uh, you're so, so cute. ideally, ideally, <laughs> ideally. He's adorable. Maybe maybe it's week one and I'm being naive about it. We'll see. <laughs> no, but 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 honestly, it's your involvement is you know depends on you. If you want to go into the depths, you'll get to the you know the crazy people, the, the kiddos, <laughs> the the trolls. But like if you stay on a you know on the level where you're keeping things on a professional level, I think you'll be good, man. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad that you finally um, in in our in our zone because you know honestly the the news the, the how fast news gets to you that's the main reason i follow i just love opening and and you know find out news within five minutes of when they happen you know so yeah, no, that, yeah. that's that's definitely the beauty of social media so um absolutely um it's again so far so good really enjoying it really enjoyed the back and forth this past week with some of the 
uh, listeners and followers to the podcast. Uh, I hope to continue that in the coming months when there's actually some news to talk about. Yeah. You guys mind if I read a couple of um, sentences from Pirlo interview? Yeah, Absolutely not. But, yeah, that, that's a good idea. But by the way, this is again, this this is so cute. I can't wait to follow up in six months and see if you feel the same way, Joe. This is like, this is like, this is this, this is like, there, there, there's there's a meme. I'm gonna go real Gen Z on you. There's a meme on TikTok. There's this trend on TikTok where like you'll, I don't know, someone will come to a mirror kind of as themselves and say, like, you know, first day day one in blank. I don't know, so day one Soviet Russia. And it'll go one week, Soviet Russia. He'll have like a little bottle. He'll have a little flask or something in hand, and like uh, he'll he'll come back one month, being living in living in Soviet Russia. He'll have like a little a little fur hat on his head, and six months Soviet Russia. He'll come in with like an AK, uh, with, with an AK fully loaded, uh, stumbling, stumbling, and drunk out of his mind. That's sh- whatever. That's sh- one one random example. That's gonna be. So we we we, we got to follow up. So week one there, there, on Twitter, Johnny's delighted. There's then nothing we'll more captivating to listeners than memes being described i love verbal, it. <laughs> vi- vi- verbal, me- verbal memes verbal meme verbal memes oh, verbal memes are a thing by the way to ring giant spot you bet podcast has been around since 2013 first time we get someone under 25 and he mentions tiktok within the first three episodes well you know what <laughs> i got another one here okay verbal meme for you verbal meme for you i started off my podcast with this yesterday it's not even out yet it's going to be out later today uh antonio conte his face on Drake pushing away, saying nah to Sandro Tonali. Uh, Antonio Conte on Drake wagging his finger, nodding yes to Arturo Vidal and Alex Kolarov. That's, that's it's, hey, see, it's, it's fun. It's fun to describe memes, man. It's a, it's I, I knew exactly what you were talking about. See, I'm not that old. Exactly. But uh, anyway, so, so Andrea Pirlo, um, what, what, what does right. El Maestro had to say, Farhad? All right, so he says that. You know, he, he the, the general impression of the interview is his first impressions of the players. All the guys have a great desire to do well. To By the way, I'm reading for you from UVFC.com. Shout-outs to Ra for having the best Juve website, and that includes the actual Juve website. Um, <laughs> so he says that, I have good impressions. We started well with enthusiasm and a great desire. Uh, too bad after a few days, many of the players have left uh, for their commitments for national teams, but we're playing. We are training with the others. Uh, what I'd like to bring up here, where's that page? Uh, so I love the direction he's taking and I hope he get like Giovanni said, and, you know, we talked before the podcast, uh, believe it or not, we do prepare for the podcast. Um, he said that, uh, he needs, he, he needs players to, um, uh, the characteristics of the player will be aggressions, aggression, desire to win, but the ball back after losing it. It's something we are working on a lot. Looking at the last Champions League, the teams that made it to the end of the competitions are the uh, competition are the ones that got the ball back in the shortest time possible. Uh, that for me must be a characteristic that must distinguish us. Uh, Giovanni, what would you have to say about that that sentence right there? Right, he's right. Um, let's put it this way: I we've. You know, you know me. Like I, I focus mostly on Serie A just because I don't have I don't have a ton of time to like watch five different leagues. But we've seen that that sweet spot of performance across the board in Europe has been a little bit of a mix of the you know EPL pace with uh, with Spanish like te- technical like you know ability. Italian teams don't. Don't do that. There's too much tactics in the Serie A, and so that kind of slows down the pace of the game a little bit. It's more chess than checkers if we have to oversimplify it. That shit's not going to work in, in, in the Champions League. So I think the ability to up the tempo in a, in a more sensible manner, right? I still think tactics are, are well worth, you know, implementing. I think... Building that within the team is needed. Um, the comment I made to you is, "Hey, let's 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 make sure that Pirlo's team, Pirlo has a team that can do that." Because the Juventus I saw last year was barely running; they, bar- they were barely running. So you, you single somebody out, you lying liar. I, hey man, like I, I'm, I, I'm, I, we got to be able to criticize our, our beloved team. I didn't see any of them run from day one, and I don't want to hear about preparation or sorry this or that. 
these fuckers got to run. They just do. You want to play that way, everybody's got to run. But you got to also keep in mind that you can't ask Ronaldo to do that. You can you 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 maybe want to if you ask Dybala to do that, then don't expect him to show up in front of the goal clear headed and and knock it into the top corner. So something's got to give. You know, if you build a team that can where you have a couple of guys that can run for two, maybe you can do that. So we'll see. I like the I, I like the idea of where he's going with it. I like right now. I'm seeing a blueprint. I'm seeing a blueprint from management and what they're trying to do with transfers. I'm seeing a blueprint from Pirlo and what he's trying to do on the field. Fantastic. I can't say I had that last year at all at any point. So blueprints are great. Let's see those become you know those those actual houses. Let's let's see. Let's build. Let's build. Let's see yeah, what comes. I, out. I wanted to bring up another thing he said, which kind of gives me an idea of a long term plan, which I like. I know Pirlo is not going to win us the Champions League first season in. That would be a miracle if he does that. And I, I don't think I can be faulted for saying that that might not happen. But anyways, he says that uh, trying we're trying new exercises. Um, the path the path will be long. It will take time also because at the moment we can't work with many players who are away uh, and with those who, are, who will arrive to expand the squad. So, Juve fans, man, we better be patient because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the Champions League in the next, next year. It's got to be a miracle. But, but, or- but, that, but, that's, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We, we, we've said that all we need, I've said anyway on, on the past couple of pods, that we just need to compete. Um, we, we, we just need to compete. We need to be there and we can't punch below our weight because we the past couple of years the past two years we punched below our weight but we need to be making the semi-final consistently and if you if you're if you're among those teams then eventually the odds will shift in your favor Bayern Munich have been making Champions League semi-finals fairly consistently for the past 10 years yeah. and they've won two you know it's it's not a coincidence so so I I I think though it's it's going to be interesting to see Yes, tactically, where we line up. It's also going to be interesting because Pirlo has, if he has a philosophy, no one knows what it is. We don't know if he has an ideology of how football should be played. I think, probably, if I had to guess, like having been coached by the players he was coached by, by the, by, by the managers he was coached by, excuse me, and having been a player fairly recently and having been through the Juventus machine um, and having kind of absorbed the culture of Juve, I think he's going to be a little bit more focused on winning than on playing a certain brand of football. So Sarri yeah. is all about Sarri is all about playing a brand of football. Didn't work. Um, might it have worked if we had stuck with it for a while? Who knows? The point is, those are growing pains that we had no willingness to 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 live with, especially with the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo is 35 years old, and that leads us to the transfer market and who we're looking to bring in now. Which I assume, um, which I assume Giovanni, like I like I do, will have a lot to say about. Uh, Farhad, mm-hmm. you uh, you had your hand raised. Absolutely. Um, now I was just going to say that how crazy is it how the history of Juve changed since uh, Pirlo wasn't an offer to contract in Milan. You know what I mean? Like that that whole thing set yeah. off a whole chain of events that we'll yeah. remember forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to add. But you know, no, you're you're absolutely right, man. So um, you guys said that uh, you know we have to be patient, and and, and that's true, and. We also said we can't expect them to, you know, go, like win the Champions League right away. We got to look. Here's the situation. You got Ronaldo on a two-year contract. Maybe, maybe you ask him to add on one more year. It, it may may or may not make sense financially. I, I don't know at this point, right? That's too far ahead. You can't, you can't sleep on these two years. So the one mistake that we did in the two years that he's been here so far is not set up the team to take advantage of him fully. So we, it's got to get done. That's it. The, the, like the focus now is we got this guy, set up the team to go win. Let him maximize. Then whether we get to it or not, it's a different story. But if you don't maximize the team to to make sure that you're taking advantage of him 150%, then, then why did we bring him now, why did we bring him? That's yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I, I think that's fine as long as you're aware that when the window of Ronaldo is done, you, you don't have to rebuild. You know, you, you've constantly kind of been rejuvenating throughout the time that he's been there. And I think the defense is actually going to be set for a while with Demiral and Delict. If Pellegrini come, yeah. If Pellegrini comes in, if Pellegrini comes into his own, which I think he actually may well do this year, then our our back line is fairly set, and and you could just add, you know, if 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 we bring in an older, more experienced striker, as we're rumored to do now, after a year or two, you probably move on part ways with them, and then you bring in someone who's, you know, who we haven't even heard about yet, or who is kind of just coming into their own right now and well, kind of coming to stardom, and then you re, you know. If I if I have a hunch, if I have a hunch, you get whatever that center forward is now, Zeko, Suarez, who, whoever it is, right? And then in two years, three years, you bring in Haaland from Borussia Dortmund. You go, you 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 shackle Mino Raiola now, and you give him money under the table, and you say, in three years, don't listen to anybody else. This guy's coming to you, man. That's if if I were Agnelli now. Forget all of the budget deficit we have. You you know you're gonna you know Ronaldo's leaving. You're gonna need a center forward. He's the guy. There's nobody else that's that's under 25 as a forward that will make me make any good and any big investment. And you gotta know that those kind of players like Mbappe. Mbappe was spent 180 million. Nobody's got 180 million nowadays. So go get him young. You take that risk. But instead of paying 180 million, you maybe pay 70. You pay 80. So. Yeah, the, the 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 last thing we need is to start talking about pay, paying paying people money out of the paying people money out of the table. I mean, uh, if if if, uh, if 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 anyone if anyone so much as gets a <laughs> sniff of that, if 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 any, if Inder, if even get a sniff of that, they'll run with it, rig the whole system against us. Man, and, uh, please, you think yeah. this shit doesn't happen? I'm the what are all these commissions, trade commissions? What do you think those are? Come on, let's. Yeah, yeah, okay, we, we we are no longer associated with Giovanni and his opinion on the Three Giants podcast. We'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get we'll get well, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get Giuseppe we'll get Giuseppe Bonyani at Gigi Juve to just to, to to just make another video exonerating us like he did for Calciopoli Calciopoli for Dutch. That's right. I was just, he was doing God's work on that one, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, um, that's, yeah. It's, it's a great panel, man. Honestly, uh, thank you for bringing up Gi- Giuseppe again. I, I highly recommend. He's he's out there. He's a, he's a funny dude. He's he's this lovable bald dude with a beard. He's he's, uh, but he's like the, uh, I'm, the biggest. I, I'm sh- I'm shook as to how many Juve tops he has. He wears one in every video. It's always different. You know, he's a super. He's what you call a super fan, and he's just like he loves to talk about it. And he, I love cha- his channel because he can get. He he has a news segment for like twenty minutes. He reads all the newspapers. He he has these little projects on the side. He does the live videos that people love. And he you know after games they just get together and they talk and, and comment. It's it's a really fun fun page. I highly recommend. And sometimes um, he has me on too. But uh, let's talk about the new signings. I want to I want to talk about a little bit about um, Weston McKinney. Like I mentioned, our Turin our our Turin cowboy. Trademark, by the way, don't you yes, ever, ever ever see one? Um, I love that Juve went for a for for an unknown player, and this transfer will always um, will always remind me of how out of the blue it was. It just showed us how how all this chatter happens while the deals are going on because it came out of nowhere. Everybody was like, "What? Who? Who? Schalke?" And yeah, and like in two, three days, it was ready. He was at the airport and taking pictures. That's that was that was beautifully done, and um, I love that he's going to represent U.S. and I. It, it will be days after you know his his jersey numbers announced that you're going to see uh, his jerseys around around America. I guarantee you. Yeah, Sam wants to say something. And and. You know, it's 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 funny you say he was unknown. I guess I guess it's 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 um it's subjective, right? As to what your you know what your what your knowledge of your European football is and how much you follow other leagues. But he's been he's been around for a couple of years now, and he's been he's been impressing people in the Bundesliga. And I think yeah. again, I like the most shocking thing to me in all this though was the fact that it was this completely 
off the radar, right? Like no yeah. one, no one was talking about this, and not and then you know out of the blue, all of a sudden, boom, he signed. Here we go, you know, Fabro Mano. Here we go. It's it's a done deal. And yeah, I so, was I was yeah, like I, I was as shocked as everyone else was that he was joining. But but he, so so I actually had heard of him, and I've seen him play. And I'll tell you this: um, I think if Andrea Pirlo wants to win the ball back, if that's going to be a really important facet of his game. I think McKenney would actually add a great deal of value to the squad and what he in what he brings. He's technically gifted, he's creative enough, but he plays a little bit more a little bit more in deep. Um, sometimes a little bit a little bit just in front of the center backs. Apparently he's even capable of playing as a center half, which definitely which almost certainly won't ever happen, but the point is he's very responsible defensively and I think he's a little bit more like a if I had to describe him any, in any way, I'd say he's a bit like the way Arturo Vidal played when he was, I guess, at Bayer Leverkusen, kind of coming to Juve. He was a little bit older than McKenny is now, but very similar in how they play. And mm-hmm. I'd almost say he could be a direct replacement for what Blaise Matuidi brought to the team, that he's a ball of energy, great runner, but probably a little bit more technically gifted than Blaise Matuidi. Hey, man, I think, he's, I think he's missing a pair of orange orange glasses, a couple of dreads, and this man is is the American pit bull, I'm telling you. This guy is only 22 years old. He's six foot, uh, six foot one, which is uh, a meter and 85 centimeters. This guy's a beast, dude. And I already see his training videos. I see him, you know, winning the ball from Ben Tancur. And, 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 and I love that, you know, that will that will improve the squad. That will improve every time you see a player who's trying harder than you. If you're a player worth your salt, you will try to match him. So, so I love that you know this young energy that uh, this, like you said, ball of energy who's trying to impress Pirlo. Uh, let me give you a couple of stats here. Um, so he's played as central midfielder, 49 games, four goals, five assists. He's played as a defensive midfielder, 18 times. Attacking midfielder, scored one goal in 11 games. Center back, right midfield, right back, center forward. So the, the dude can do it all. I don't know how well he does it, but at least he's, uh, he's taken, on, taken on challenges in other, uh, other positions. He, um, he scored six goals for the national team, USA national team. Uh, USA under 20, he played two games, didn't score any goals. Under 19, he played in nine games and scored two goals. Um, he played for Schalke, the, 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 the senior team, 91 games, five goals, seven assists. Pretty good. Pretty good from what I've seen, from, from what we heard. And, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to show my ignorance. I just don't get to watch a lot of games. And I was unfamiliar with Promising is the key word. Because as much as we're very excited of the shiny new toy that nobody knew about, He's got to deliver, right? Because otherwise, when you look at all of the money that you spent, because it's, if you break down, so it's a low risk contract because he's got to, I think he's got to play 60% of Juve's games for it to become a, an obligation to buy, right? If yeah, it's, 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 a loan, it's a loan of, I think, 3 million euro with an obligation yeah. to buy for 18. So it could rise to yeah, about 2021 uh, million euro. And then you have, 7 million up to 7 million in bonuses that's 28 million couple up together another 7 million and you go get Donny van der Beek so right so maybe Donny van der Beek is not the guy you need for the type of gameplay that you want maybe this guy is but let's see man i'm i'm i i think i'm really i'm really positive on him i think i've i've seen his his highlights and i Based on, on the type of player that he is, I think he will fulfill a specific role. And I think he could have really, really good success in the Serie A. We got to see in about three weeks, man. That's it. But you know right what? Now- you know what? The- yeah. No, but no, sorry, uh, sorry, uh, sorry to cut you off. But it's funny because we, we've been saying that we want young. We've been saying we want midfield improvement. And this is that, you know. Um, he, he, and, and the good thing is because... He's not a big, you know, for, for Hyde, you're not wrong. He's not a big name. I think he's relatively well-known in, in the U.S., but I think, like, worldwide, he's, he's, not, he's not, like, a household name yet. So it's, this isn't a huge, 
transfer where there's going to be a lot of pressure to put him in right away. I think it's one where if he does well, there is a lot of upside, but it's not like we have to throw him right in from the get-go. You know, I, I think, okay. but so, so I think there is potential there for it to pan out well, but we're not throwing him in baptism by fire right off the bat. I think this is one that could be a slow burn throughout the year where at the end you're going to say, holy fuck, you know what? This guy actually, this guy actually came into his own kind of throughout the year. Maybe a little bit like Bentancur did last year, I'd say, though that was, that was a, I mean, if we're talking slow burns, that was probably I like a two so. year slow burn, but. I hope but, so. But yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, young, prom- young, promising midfielder who has something very concrete to offer to this team. Why not? Awesome. So, so, so let's dedicate five minutes to Luis Suarez. We we can't possibly be a podcast worth our salt and not mention that whole saga. Um, I'm I I will leave it up to you guys since we only have a couple of minutes because we're gonna take uh, some questions from from Giovanni's followers on Twitter. So let's let's do four or five minutes on Luis Suarez. In or out? And for I, I'll say in, and I'll give you a couple of reasons. So it's between Zeko and Suarez. Either one of them has got to come in. It's either one or the other, right? I'm not putting. It's to me, is honestly dead fifty-fifty. Um, each one of them has their strengths. I think Suarez will 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 command more fear. I, but I think he provides – they're two, just two different center forwards. But I think the idea is for him to play for Dybala and Ronaldo like he played for Messi and Neymar. Um, so we'll see. It's already – again, before the, before the podcast, I said, watch Juventus fall asleep at the wheel and miss both of them because now all of a sudden they're dealing with Barcelona having to give him a uh, severance pay and – his EU passport is not set up yet because of he fucking took his time, whatever BS reason. Let's let's let Juventus don't fall asleep on the wheel. Either go get Zeko if you want Zeko for sure, or get go get Suarez if you want Suarez for sure. But I say in when it comes to Suarez, if he is the main guy. I'll 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 plead the fifth. I mean. I'll, I'll, I'll give you reasons as to why I think it would work. I'll give you reasons as to why I'm not happy about it. But, like, ultimately, you know what it is? My brain is telling me, yeah, it makes sense. My heart is telling me, fuck, no, not him. Not that bastard. I hate him so fucking much. And I, and I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People tell me I'm nuts, man. They're like, you're telling me that you wouldn't want uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Luis Suarez, and fucking Paulo Dybala in the same team. Are you stupid? And maybe I am. I don't know. Like, it's, it's just that he's the one guy. He's the one guy. The one guy who I fucking loathe. Who I've loathed for, yeah. for a decade, man. Since 2014. Yeah. Now, look, okay. look, look. If, if Giorgio Chiellini can forgive him for what he did in 2014, the bite, fine. I mean, if we're going to give him a pass for the, for, for the, for, for the, you know. For for the for the for the for the fact that he had bit people before, twice before, like fucking psycho, and the fact that he allegedly racially abused Uncle Pat. Okay, fine. You know, we've we we we've, we've I'm sure we've had we've had people we've had people in in our team who may have been assholes and we didn't even know about it. But the fact that like he's so easy to hate and he's got such a punchable face, and the fact that right after the bite in 2014, Diego Godin scored a goal that knocked us out of the World Cup. Which might have actually been good for us being Italy, but might have actually been good for us because it kind of sent us down the the crazy downward spiral that we went down and has allowed us to kind of, you know, get Roberto Mancini who, and, and hopefully get this youth movement running. But I, I don't know. I have so much underlying hate for him. It's really hard. It's going to be really hard for me to cheer for him and be like, you know what? I'm happy that Luis Suarez scored a goal. However, 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 having said that, he's 33. He's the same age as Gonzalo Higuain, but he's a much better player than Gonzalo Higuain. Much better, much better may actually be a bit of an overstatement. Gonzalo Higuain was excellent in the league that that, 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 that we play in. But, but 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 listen, I think he's he's, I think he's 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 a little bit more. Uh, granted, uh, Barcelona fans have been a little bit. I mean, have, have been ragging on him for a few months now. But so I didn't. I haven't seen how he's been playing the last year. Apparently, he's kind of fallen off a cliff a little bit. But when he's on, when he's on, he's lethal. He's fucking lethal. Uh, and is you know he's probably still one of the most lethal center forwards in world football. The weird thing is I don't know how he fits in with DiBala because DiBala hasn't really played that well on the right in the past. 
So it'd, it'd be interesting. But, you know, if we're dead set on getting a classic center forward, he's a better player than Edin Zeko. He's a year younger and he's, he's probably, he's probably a little bit of a better runner off the ball. So does it make sense? Yeah. Is it probably going to happen? I think it probably will, to be honest. So I'm already telling myself, I'm already trying to get myself to accept it. Um, you'll, you'll be okay. You'll, you'll be all right. All right, Giovanni, let's hear those couple of questions that people sent you. All right. Take it away, so buddy. Rapid fire. So I'm going to read the questions and then just provide a quick answer. So from, I hope, okay, if I mispronounce your name or handle or whatever that thing is, I apologize. So from Nikit, in the late 90s and up to Calciopoli, I think Juve fielded some of the best teams in Europe. Why didn't we win more Champions League? What was missing? Uh, great question. I had just read an article, and I wish I would have saved it so I could uh, reference it and you can you could read it directly. Uh, there was an article saying, just going over the success of Bayern Munich in the Champions League, and the fact that they almost have just a few, two or three Champions League finals more than Juventus, but way more Champions Leagues. Why is that? It's because they were able to capitalize on the years where they had cycles of great success, right? Um, you're right in pointing out the 90s of us having a cycle of great success, but not capitalizing in the Champions League finals. I mean, we went to the final three times in a row and we only won one and we lost two. And I remember watching those Champions Leagues. We, we could have we could have easily won them, easily won them. What's missing? I think it's just that killer instinct and, and that pressure that's, I think, mentally built into the club. Speaking to Farhad a few times, right? I think if we do ever make it to the Champions League final again, we cannot win it at penalties and we cannot win it by a penalty. We need to have a resounding victory on the field, 3-0, 4-0, whatever it is. I think that's what's going to get the monkey off our back and break the monkey's head, right? And then from then on, it's it's it, it just, you know, stick, keep that within the DNA of the team. So here's my answer. A next question from Lorenzo Olonio. Why don't we see Dybala as the long-term solution as our number nine? He played there a lot after the restart and plays best centrally. All the options we've been linked with, create a narrow trident i don't necessarily agree with um your view on this point dibala has been a nine when he was playing at palermo i think he fits best as a support like old school support striker like what del piero did right del piero scored a ton of goals but he wasn't a number nine i think being able to have a maybe not a, 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 a center forward whether it's zeko or suarez that can be that focus on there, whether it's a narrow trident or a more wider one, should free up Dybala and uh, Ronaldo to be more um, more effective with their goal scoring. But we need to understand that they can't. We can't be asking them to come back and do any pressing. So um, again, with with Pirlo saying that we need to be able to be a team that recycles the ball in an aggressive fashion, then somebody's got to do that hard work. Uh, but I think Dybala ran just renders best as a support striker. Okay. Next one by Robbie DeBow. Uh, what are your expectations for Bernadeschi in the upcoming season? Will the extra competition by Kuluzeski trigger or relieve him from pressure, or do you guys actually see him in a different role? I think the Bernadeschi experiment should be over at Juventus. You know, I think, unfo- I mean, unfortunately, because he has, he, 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 as a player, I really think that he had, um, the talent and the opportunity to really flourish. Um, but he's not taking advantage of that for whatever reason. Maybe it's psychological. Maybe he's just not fitting well at Juventus. But I think his, the experiment of Bernadeschi needs to be over. Is he going to leave? I doubt it. He just got injured. He's probably going to be injured for about a month. Nobody's going to come pick up a, an injured player. So I'm hoping that he has some sort of renaissance under Pirlo and that he decides to to really do the hard work that that's needed of him in order to carve out a, a, a role on the team, because I think he's capable of doing it based on his physical traits and his talent, but I, something's missing and that's up to him to find it. Right. Um, whether it's that as, of a backup to Dybala or as a, as a winger up and down the, up and down the side of the field, we'll see, but that's up to him. Um, you, you, you mean to say, you mean to say that 
you're not a fan of the idea that he would be transfer uh, transitioned into a wing back role, as was reported last week. I look. You, you, it depends, right? If you're asking him to start at the bottom of the field on a four-three-three defense, he's not the guy for you. I'll be one hundred percent honest. I no way, no way. He's not. I, he's I not. Thought, he's I, done that in his career. Quadrado did that at Lecce 10, 12 years ago. Bernadeschi has not done that. If he's a wing in a three-five-two, maybe, maybe because you have that extra defender. But I know. No, he's not going to become a right back all of a sudden or a left back all of a sudden. He's I, not. I, I, thought the, I thought those. I thought those days under Max Allegri, where uh, where he had uh, where he had Mandzukic trekking so far back, basically to like to like his own <laughs> to his own goal line. I thought I thought those days were over. No, I know. I'm just. But but the best but the best years of Bernardeschi that we got were under Allegri doing that. I don't think Bernardeschi mentally ever married into that. So, but we'll see. I have no idea. It's a new coach. Hopefully, it's a new Bernadeschi in his head. Um, two more questions. One by Tomal Sankara Goat. Really scary avatar picture, but let's let's roll with it. Um, was Pirlo a technical decision, a financial one, a mix of both, or what do you think? I think it was a mix of both. Um, he's a financial one because he's cheap. You still got to pay salary for two years or, well, about a year and a half because the third year was an option. Um, and also, but, but, but not just that, right. We can't just like boil it down to a financial, uh, to a financial move. Uh, Pirlo got the full backing of Andrea Agnelli. Andrea Agnelli is putting his face on this decision. He, he circumvented all of his advisors, starting with Pavel Nedved and Paratici. And he's saying, this is my guy. You don't, you don't go to the press conference of your, you know, third, your Serie C team to to do the to do the introduction to the coach you didn't go sit down next to Sarri when you were introducing him you're gonna go do it for your 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 second team so i i think um i think it's a financial decision and i think it's a gut decision by Agnelli um is it's a high risk high reward decision only time will tell so fingers crossed and um, wish him the best. Last question. Has Juventus and the love you have as a fan for the club played a big role in your personal life or who you became? Fuck. I, okay. I love that. I love that question. That's, that's, that's a deep one. <laughs> oh, man. That's like the perfect, perfect um, way to end the we should We should send that listeners. I, I'd, I'd love I'd love to add, uh, answer this question right now on on the podcast to the listener, but I, I I you know I can't come up with an answer right now. I think it is going to take me a little bit too long. So I promise to answer this question to the listener on the actual tweet thread. Actually, can, um, can we can we save it for next time? So don't have. I, I'd have to. Can think we about save this. it? For- Listen, we, we always need new content, so let's save it for last time, uh, for the next time, and we can all kind of answer. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I will drop a note to the to the followers so we don't leave them hanging. But it was it was a great question. It's it stumped me. Um, these are those deep questions that I have to like, you know, look <laughs> into it a little bit. So, but it was a great. <laughs> question. I don't know. I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'd ever be able to answer that one. I guess I'd be a different person because I'd have one last tattoo. Um, I mean, or a different one. You have to give a surface answer. I, I, yes, because I like the pragmatism that Juventus have had and their like win at all cost attitude, but also, you know, be just know that you're going to be the most hated. Don't look at that. Just do your job, get it done. So that's my surface surface answer, but there's, I'll, I'll be glad to peel the layers back and provide it. Very nice. Very nicely done. Thank you, boys. I think this will be a perfect ending to the episode. Um, by the way, the the warning to Gaetano that the podcast is about to end, and Gaetano did reach out to us uh, to me, and he said that I owe him a, a free shirt because because of the direction that he he helped me uh, take with the new podcast. Um, Gaetano, you will you will not be you will not be getting a free t shirt. I can tell you now, but. You can reach out to me I'll because you, uh, because they're sold out, boy. They're sold out, boy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, I only I only kid, uh, Gaetano. Much love to you. 
boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us again. I think I think this was a this was another strong one in the books. Thank you, boys, Giovanni, Sam. I'm Farhad. Um, yeah, this was fun. Check us out on Spotify. Uh, yeah, let me just give a couple of plugs here. Um, Spotify, iTunes on iTunes. If you search for our podcast, please search for Turin Giants Podcast. They changed the name; it's official. They, uh, they, they. Um, we had some problems with the Juve Podcast name, and now we are back on iTunes. Even though I don't even know who, anyone who, I don't know who who listens to um, podcasts on iTunes. Spotify is so much better. But anyway, you listen to us. Please follow us at Turin Giants at Juve Podcast anywhere on social media. Thank you, guys. Forza Juve. Right, Forza Juve, boys.